0: What's the big deal with meditation?
1: I don't know. What is it? Just kidding. <laughs> all right, let's get this podcast started. This is the Out of Control Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Molly. And once again, we are here to talk about all things living out of control.
0: Out of the control in an out of control world.
1: Yeah, we recognize that it's sort of the inclination, especially here in the West, to try to control everything. So I'm really lo- good at it. Mm. Well, you're good at trying to control. I understood the assignment. (laughs) But we think maybe the answer to peace, joy, fulfillment in life, relationships, and otherwise may be in the other side of the coin, living out of control. So that's what we're here to talk about. So we talk about things like relationships. Parenting. We talk about spirituality.
0: Sexuality.
1: And all sorts of things. So join us in the journey. Come join us in the conversation. And you can also find us on Instagram at streaming freedom, so come hit us up over there. Molly yeah. keeps things updated. Well, I try,
0: I try, guys. I really struggle with social being media. on social media. I just, I like doing this podcast. Yeah, it's fun. But
1: yeah, yeah. So let's start with the topic at hand, and then we'll uh, we'll get into our fun facts. But uh, so what? What is? Why are we talking about meditation?
0: Yeah. What What's the big deal about it?
1: So, um, I think the big deal about it is, is that it seems to be, it's somewhat controversial in that it's such a simple thing. It, you know, on one hand, it's the idea of, Hey, sit down and think for a little bit quietly Mm -hmm. and have, or don't think well, right. Like there's all sorts of like what it really is. And we'll talk about that today. yeah, Yeah. Yeah but but essentially it's it's this idea of people saying to other people um or at least the most common thing i hear with people they're like i don't meditate i can't meditate is oh no i've tried that it doesn't work for me and um because because the connotation is sit and try not to think of anything
0: so i just had a thought and you can we can go into it more Mm -hmm. but um uh because you know there's a lot of people pray and meditate. A mm-hmm. lot of people just meditate or a lot of people just primarily pray mm-hmm. to me. And I, this could just be me. I could be the one and only person that thinks what I'm about to say, but to me, meditation is, um, a quieting and, and turning inward. Okay. And prayer is more of an outward.
1: Mm. That's an interesting way thing. of kind of comparing the two.
0: If, if I was going to think of how I've meditated and how i've prayed yeah in the past
1: um so we can talk a little bit about the history of meditation and maybe compare that and contrast that to a little bit of what what some experiences are and and,
0: and we one's not better than the other like this is not a
1: but as far as why someone would want to listen to this podcast i think that the reason what and what we want to kind of explore here is one maybe you've tried meditation or you um, are considering meditation or you're just feeling a lot of anxiety, depression, out of controlness, and you're looking for a solution. Maybe you've not even heard of meditation or you've been trying you've been trying to pray or you're like a Christian or you're someone who has a faith belief and, and that's helpful to you, but maybe you want to see if there's any other potential practices and, and maybe you're open to meditation. So that's yes. I think fun facts.
0: With Matt and Molly. All right. I have my fun fact. Okay, which fun fact? Usually my fun fact. I like, it's not short and concise, but today it is. Oh, wow. I don't know if I've already said this before, but my favorite soda water is Topo, Topo Chico. Chico. And I have it right here, and Matt says I can't drink it. But I'm going to take one drink right now, just because I, I just said that that's my favorite drink. So, Well,
1: it's carbonated, and carbonation and podcasting just don't go hand-in-hand, hand, if anybody's ever tried to do it before. So. Um, a second, <laughs> My
0: second runner-up for uh, sparkling water or soda water, what mm. are you going to call it, carbonated water, is a liquid death. Mm. Okay. But Topa Chico, forever and ever, in a glass bottle, yeah. it is superior to all other forms of carbonated
1: water. All right, all right. So um, my fun fact today is that I will shortly be the owner of an MMA gym. So this, is, this podcast is brought to you by Excite MMA. Um, I've actually been working with a guy for quite a while. It started out as just like a friendship and trying to help the kid out. Um, but we've grown the gym by about two and a half times already in working together. And so if you are in the um, Utah, Valley Utah Valley area and you are interested in getting your kids involved and you know being able to handle bullies or just being able to gain some more confidence and yeah. gain some fight skills we got our son benny involved we actually took him to several gyms i had done some research and found out about the gracie programs and gracie is a great uh jiu-jitsu program brazilian jiu-jitsu um what they call bjj and Uh, It's a great program. We went to a couple places, and then we went to this gym, and it's uh, currently out of a barn. So we call it the barn. Um, But we do have plans for developing out a full facility over the next two years across the street. Uh, And so it's a really cool little environment, and it's growing um, very quickly, I feel like. And uh, Carson is the number one ranked uh, MMA uh, on tapo MMA, MMA welterweight on Tapology, and so he's uh, just an incredible fighter, but incredible guy also. And uh, as soon as Benny met him, he walked out of there. We were going to go take a look at two other gyms, and he was like, "Nope, this is Carson's my guy. This is my gym." And he's been going for the last almost a year now. getting Yeah, close and, to-
0: and Benny's going to probably start working.
1: Yeah, for almost Carson. start working yeah. Up there. Yeah, so. so it's
0: called Excite
1: X. X C I T E. Yeah, MMA. MMA. Yeah. And it's been a really fun journey working with this guy. Uh, he's become a good friend. We actually went out with him and his wife last night. Just good, good dude. Good. Which
0: actually will pertain to the podcast because of what we what we did on our date.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. So um, yeah. So so anyways, that was uh, that's that's my little fun fact for today. Is uh, and so we're we're finalizing the details there on the ownership. We're also going to have a cool little recovery center that we're developing with uh, what well, we'll start out with uh, like a sauna and. Um, hyperbaric chambers and some other resources for helping extreme athletes, uh, come together. And then we're actually building a really cool facility, which will, should be a conglomerate of elite athlete training, both on the combat side where Carson leads, as well as in the athletic sports like football, basketball, um, soccer, so on with another gentleman. So we'll maybe share more of that. So that's kind of a fun, fun fact of what I'm, one of the things I've been up to lately. So,
0: okay. So back to meditation. Mm-hmm. When would you say you got into meditation? Not like full on, just kinda like it started dipping your toes. I, I it was back in Texas, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it
1: I, I would I would say like my first exposure with something that was like different enough from what I grew up with. And maybe I'll start with that. So I grew up in a Christian model of prayer and pondering which which would be in like some you ways pray
0: and then you're quiet and still so you can get yeah, Receive yeah, if
1: someone twenty years ago would have said, "Hey Matt, do you meditate?" I would be like, "Oh yeah, I I, I ponder on things. I'm a I'm a pensive person. I'm a thinker. I'm a I I spend time on my knees praying to God and and, and I, I read scripture and think about that scripture." Right. So to me, that was that was what meditation was in the Christian model for me. Now okay. I'm not saying other Christian models maybe aren't more expansive than that, but for me, that was sort of what meditation meant to me. So yeah. in some ways, I, I've, I've always had some sort of version of meditation in my life because we were relatively religious, not relative, we were very religious <laughs> people growing up, right? And so prayer and those things were important to us. And I mean, I remember, you know, even as a young boy, being very reflective about the religious practices that I was brought up in and, and valuing those things. And, and so highly valuing those things, um, as any of my friends would tell you that I did. However, like meditation as I see it today um, started out when I hired a, a business coach. And what um, year was that? So this would have been 2007. It okay. was, well, what year was Benny born? Yeah. Yeah. So 2007. Mm-hmm. And um, I had gone six months. I'd quit my job and I was trying to build a business and I was failing I'd, I'd gone from making like 150 grand a year to making 25 grand in six months. And like oh, that was fun. we'd taken on a bunch of debt. <laughs> You'd gone through postpartum. It was a really tough time. And I hired this business coach and, um, and he said, Hey, if you're going to work with me the first uh, 30 days, we're actually not going to work on your business. We're going to work on what's going on up, up in your head. And, Although what he taught me was not, later on we, we did get in, like me and him as a friends, we talked more about meditation, but he did with me what was more of visualization, um, which, which I think is a type of meditation, um, but it's not what everybody does in meditation. And actually the visualization exercise that he did with me was highly impactful. In creating the future of what I later built in my businesses, um, and and maybe we'll talk about visualization as a totally different podcast. Yeah, um,
0: I think that's probably.
1: Yeah, but, but but it but it was so odd for me because it was and it was sort of confronting because it was like, oh, is this okay? Like when I started to go into this experience, it was like, well, this isn't what I'm used to, as far as a spiritual. Attuned practice, mm-hmm. and I sort of questioned it. Like, is this okay? Um, and and so, but it it was so powerful that I couldn't deny that it had to be okay because it was so valuable in my life. Um, but it, and and so that opened up a lot of things. And then I became very big fan of you know. And I'd already been a fan of Tony Robbins, but as I did more Tony Robbins events, um, I'd study a little bit about subliminal, subliminal messaging. And I, I've always been really fascinated by the neurosciences. And so a lot of that kept pointing in this direction of of what I now consider to be true meditation. But the ultimate sort of dive into meditation, I think, really happened when I got introduced to Joe Spence's work.
0: We were on the road. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that that's and that's when I really started to actually meditate, like sit in, which a lot of his stuff is still a sort of walkthrough, like it's combo of like visualization and meditation together. So yeah. it's like you do a visualization and then you sit in what may be just music and you meditate and then you come back to a visualization. And so it's it's sort of a hybrid. So um yeah. What about for you? What how did you
0: Um well I think the first kind of step into um something other than Christianity was energy work. Yeah. And I think it was the very beginning of any type of energy work we had done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was 2015.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was with um, one of your friends. Yep. Shannon, Shannon. Smith. Yep. And it was a weekend mm-hmm. that we spent, like we've spent a lot of money mm-hmm. over a lifetime, uh, you know, doing growth things in all different forms. Yeah. And uh, so that was really interesting. Yeah. And, and so that kind of propelled me into be more open Mm -hmm. to experiencing other kind of forms of spirituality. Mm -hmm. But I would think my really first true dive into meditation was when we traveled full time. Mm -hmm. And I remember you introducing Joe Dispenza, but I think before that I had been using the app Headspace. Okay. I can't remember where I learned about that. Mm -hmm. It might've been from my life coach, Natalie. Yeah. Um, but it made learning about meditation easy and not overwhelming mm-hmm. and like, you know, bite size yeah. <laughs> instead of like, big, yeah. you know, big chunks of trying to, f- you know, figure out how to sit for like an hour and meditate. This was like, pick your length, pick what you want to meditate on. It was guided. It, it felt doable. Yeah. So I would say probably Headspace space first, but then I did, um, Study and read some of Joe, Joe Dispenza's
1: And Joe has like stuff. some really good books. And then he actually has meditations you can download on his website and or on Audible. And you can like listen to him and follow. Like basically sit in meditation while listening to him.
2: Was
0: this on the road too? you remember that <clears throat> Muse headband?
1: Oh, yeah. well I forgot about Muse. That was earlier than Joe Dispenza. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that was after that. Headspace. Yeah, so I think so it was like
0: Headspace, this Muse. headband called Muse that yeah. actually measures your brain waves
1: while you're meditating.
0: Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. interesting. And then I think it was Joe Dispenza. That's so I true. think we kind of like stair-stepped <clears throat> down yeah. into um yeah. meditation like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I forgot about Muse. Muse is a really cool technology. And I think what it was going on was I was teaching um I was teaching people how to build businesses. So my my business was a real estate education company and I was teaching people how to do that. We we since are not active. Well, it's not true. I do coach some people still. And if someone wanted help, I I can still offer that, but it's not our primary business. So, um, but at the time, and I was looking for just more and more tools that would help entrepreneurs become successful. And, and I, I became keenly aware in coaching entrepreneurs that, you know, 10% of their problem was the tactics, strategies, and knowledge of how to actually complete a transaction or do a deal or build a business. However, 90 percent was junk in their heads they weren't you know trustworthy enough to have people give them money or they weren't worthy of money they weren't you know they they were not able to you know uh, negotiate in a way that was healthy or effective there's just all sorts of psychology Uh, you know people's psychology around money is very interesting and even my own has been fascinating to explore and so um, meditation became like a tool that I thought, oh, if I could understand this or help create a process that I could implement with people, then maybe they could. And so Muse became really fascinating, and I got really, really curious. But, it, you know, I, I do think that it wasn't very long after Muse that we ran across Joe Dispenza's yeah. stuff. So, And I haven't done a lot of, like, I, I've, I've studied both um, some of his online programs as well as his books. I've read all his books, several of them several times and i've done his meditations continuously for a relatively long period of time and often when i'm haven't meditated for a while that seems to be a good place for me to go back to um so uh but you know i it, it's it, i like to talk a little about what meditation has evolved into for us but let's talk a little bit about the history of meditation okay. and what you know what, what so what's the big deal about it and so um i you know i think that um meditation is like so it, it rooted in, I, I was doing a little study here, and so it rooted actually in uh, India and was as early as 1500 BCE. So it's been around for a really, really long time and was definitely a part of uh, the Buddhist culture um as well as the Hindu cultures and several other, you know, different types of of cultures. And I think um there were several like key players that that brought it here into the US. Um you know yoginanda was one of those um and the yoga yogic practices as we've seen yoga yoga oh, uh, yoga yoga become yeah. so uh, powerful and I think that's the thing. There's, there's all, there's a lot of different like realms of of meditation. So, so yoga is is sort of a meditative practice. We think of it more of an exercise practice. I think here in the West.
0: But I think you can take anything and make, like sometimes running has been meditative for me.
1: Right. Yeah. So I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know oh, that everybody well, would think of that. No, no, as No, no, no. And I wouldn't call it a
0: true meditation, and yeah. I wouldn't say every run I've ever been on. Mm-hmm. But there have been runs that have been. Mm meditative for sure,
1: me sure sure so um yeah so i think there's there's like some people that see meditation and they're like truest meditation truest if that's even a thing and they're like basically Purist. meditation <laughs> yeah it's like you need to be sitting in this position on the floor no back support um with your you know back upright and you know sitting in with you know maybe light music or no music and no, no guidance, and it's just you and your processing, so to speak.
2: Well,
0: for for me, meditation means like you're trying to gain some enlightenment mm-hmm. around your life in some way. Okay. And so I think that's the beauty of being able to do whatever you want to do is that you can take something and spin it and put a meditative kind of spin on the practice
1: So what What you're saying is that really for you, meditation is contemplation. It's, it's sitting with, Mm, or not
0: necessarily. Okay. But, um, I'm open to,
1: well, I, I, so this is, this is kind of my point is I think that when I came across it, when I thought of meditation as a Christian who, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought it was like some form and practice of sitting quietly in a monk suit with your shaved head and you know one day becoming enlightened enough just like we see on kung fu panda that you yeah. could float in the air you know well, if you're gonna if
0: you're gonna go back to the history of right meditation then that's probably in its truest form mm-hmm. what meditation is and yeah. then i think western culture has put their own spin on meditation and made it more accessible to everyone yeah right and i
1: think some ways that's that's very positive um there's probably some ways in which um we might, we might miss out on some of the really high-value opportunities. In fact, that's kind of what I've realized is that sometimes I really need the value of sort of a guided meditation. Mm-hmm. And I think as I get into the practice consistently, um, there becomes a time where I I actually do need to try and do the meditation without any guidance. Yeah. There's, there's some value in just sitting with that. So... Um, Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit of the history. I mean, there's, there's tons more and you can read online You can go online and look at the history of it. I've read, you know, the, the history, I've read read both the biography of Yogananda as well as the biography of Buddha and tried to understand these practices. I don't, it was interesting because I don't always agree with everything about how these human beings live their lives. And, um, but I, but I do highly respect um, the principles that are taught in these practices but we're not going to talk so much about Buddhism or y- y- yogina, y- yoga or any of that stuff.
0: <laughs> we're going to talk about
1: the meditation, we've, active, we've active, used active yeah, meditation. meditation.
0: In all the different forms yeah, in our own lives.
1: So let's start with the idea of, well, what if I'm resistant to meditation at all? Like, what if, what would you say to someone who's like, oh, I can't meditate. I got too many things going on. I've tried. All I do is just sit there and worry. Or all I do is I just get distracted. It doesn't well, work I say for say start
0: me. with a guided meditation. Okay. And Headspace, I haven't used that in a while, but I think mm-hmm. that's a good app. And then there's another one called, um, let me pull it up, Insight Timer.
1: Yeah, that's a great one.
0: Um, that I really like Mm -hmm. YouTube. I'm sure you could YouTube guided meditations. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I I think there's plenty of options to choose from, but I think starting with that seems, uh, the most doable
1: and start with shorter ones, three minutes, 10 minutes. Like you don't, to me, I, I think, in fact, I'd love to do a challenge with our audience of like maybe a 30 minute, maybe that's too much 15 or 30 minute meditation. Like maybe we start out with like a 15 minute, like, contest or not a, I don't know, like a journey, like where we all meditate for 15 minutes a day and we share that exploration together, um, like in a, in a group or in something like that. I think that I do think there's massive power in consistent meditation. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not just talking about like, Oh, I feel a little better, like dramatic, like there's something like doing it a few days is cool. And I think you'll feel good, but when I've done it consistently for more than a few weeks, that's where I see like... Well, I think
0: you start off really say dramatic for the shifts. first week I'm going to do five minutes and then the second week I'm going to Well, gonna some do... people
1: I think that works and some people just need... Some, like I actually am a guy that's more like dive in. Like let's well, right, just, just not go 50. Like that. No, that's what I'm saying. So. Something like
0: you can ease into it. First sure. week, five, second week, 10. Third yeah. week, 15. And just constantly keep but adding. But
1: if, if you were with a group and everybody was doing it, I think that'd be easier. Yeah. For some... Like if you're just doing it by yourself and you don't have any accountability, then that might be the best way to do it. I do think... I think... I don't know that three-minute meditation like gives a lot of value, though. Like a daily three-minute meditation alone. Do you think? I don't know. Yeah, like-
0: I think anything can add value if you let it. I okay. think um, also if you want to start really small, I think pick your favorite instrumental music, nature sounds, mm-hmm. and um, sit there and just breathe. Like with yeah. the music and you know find a quiet spot, whether that's inside or outside. And I like to put one hand over my heart and one hand over my stomach. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So I, I think you can still find value in, in the small things. I think sometimes we think we can't, and then that's when we get overwhelmed and we're like, well, I'm not going to do it at all.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, But, you, of but my- your
0: personality is a, I'm, I'm all in or I'm all out.
1: Yeah, I guess I also, I, I kind of need something to like, sm- like, I need something to like hit me. Like I, I need to be powerful enough that I'm like, wow.
0: Right, but not everyone's like that. Sure. So yeah. it doesn't matter how you start off. Yeah. neither way is right. You just have to figure out what your personality is. And, and I'm more of, let me just kind of stair step and ease in into it.
1: Yeah. That, I, because- I guess here's what I would say is uh, like, I remember my, my, my coach, that same coach that started me in visualization. He made me take a five minute walk every morning, which was actually kind of a meditation. Now that I think about it, um, it was a walking meditation. And, and so one, so I'd, I'd walk around our block. So we had a, you know, like a, it was a big rectangle. We lived in like the middle of the street. So I'd, I'd walk down to the end of the street, And in that space, I would just try to just allow thoughts to flow. So I didn't really think of anything. Like it wasn't that I wasn't thinking of anything. I was just kind of allowing whatever thoughts were showing up to just show up. And I wasn't trying to control it. Um, But I also also wasn't trying to hold on to any thoughts. I was kind of trying to let thoughts just kind of flow through me and kind of, oh, okay, I'm gonna let that go. Like, okay, this popped up. Oh, I got to get this done today. Okay, I'm gonna let that go. And I just kind of let it flow. And then the next little block or like walk piece, then I would talk out loud on all the things I was grateful for. So I'm so grateful for my children, my yep. wife, whatever. Um, and even sometimes when I was not feeling grateful for those things, I would, I would express gratitude for, I, I was able to kind of focus on what I was grateful for those things, my job, my business, whatever it was. And then the next round, uh, the next piece of the walk, I would walk and I would reflect on um, all, I, oh, I would reflect on the things I needed to get done that day. And it would be like, okay, what are all what would be the top things? And then I'd kinda over the next one I would sort of identify what the the most important things, like if they were accomplished by the end of the day, how would I feel about the end that at the end of the day? And then the last bit was sort of a a breathing, just I'm gonna focus on breathing. So so that little it was like a five piece section because it was sort of you know, but that little walk was sort of a meditative experience yeah. for me. And and that's a good way to me. Walking helped me when I'm sitting. It was hard at first to mm-hmm. just sit and not, you know. But if you can have sort of a direction of thought rather than just I'm gonna sit and think of nothing. I think you actually will be surprised that you can get to more nothingness than you think. Yeah. But go ahead.
0: But I I just so I just think that when you start small, you can grow, you can grow your consistency where you can add to it. Yeah. And do it. Yeah. Over and over and over again, instead of. And starting off big and yeah. bold. And then you do it for a while, but then you stop. because. Stop, yeah.
1: somebody- but, but But what this is what I'm saying is like, and, and that five-minute walk was, I, I could see the impact. And so I could see three minutes being enough. To me, the difference between three minutes and 45 minutes is dramatic.
0: Well, right. But you no, can, no, right.
1: No, I'm not, I'm not saying not to do the three minutes. Yeah. What I'm saying is if you do three minutes and you're like, eh, what's the big deal? There's there is something that happens when you start to get into oh, the yeah. uncomfortable level of thirty forty five minutes oh, yeah. an I'm hour. Not, yeah, consistently. I'm not saying
0: start the three and stop there. Yeah, but also if your day can only give you three minutes, don't it, not do it. Yeah. Um. I like to um when I used to run more consistently. Yeah. I would start my run mm-hmm. with an instrumental song mm-hmm. and uh kind of like gratitude and then I'd visualize my day and that's how I'd start my run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um,
0: and then I like to go outside while the weather is nice in mm-hmm. Utah right now mm-hmm. and ground myself in the morning and get, get that early morning sunlight. Yeah. Um, you could pop some headphones on or earbuds in and, and put a guided meditation or just music on and, and take that. I've done that before, so I can come in all different forms, but, um, that's kind of some something that someone could do to just start
1: yeah absolutely and i think insight timer is one of the best because it kind of has both categorical it sort of has uh whereas i think that the the other one what was the other one you headspace. called headspace sort of has a progressive process doesn't it
0: no it does and it doesn't okay you can just pick oh, can. i want to meditate because i'm feeling anxious today okay
1: okay um i haven't used that one directly i've just done it with you and you've plugged it done in. it
0: in a long time i like yeah. insight timer they have guided and then they also have beautiful music you can just meditate Meditate yeah. to yeah and there's all sorts of guidance. different people that yeah. provide the yeah
1: so so um what i would say that so i want to i want to talk a little bit more i want to push a little bit more on people that think they can't meditate and talk a little bit about this so um and what meditation really is and so what what i what i believe is that there, there is a ultimate journey. I don't want to say ultimate journey. There is a sort of experience that you build towards in meditation. I don't know if that's a fair way of explaining it. Where, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, if you right now sit down to meditate and you're like, I can't get to nothingness or I can't meditate because my brain is always on fire. To me, that is the exact reason to meditate like what because this is what i find this is my experience when i haven't meditated for a while then i go i sit and i meditate and i do typically like to meditate for about 30 to 45 minutes um a lot of times i like i said i'll jump right into one of Joba's dispensers because i it it has a combination of like a visualization for maybe five to ten minutes where you kind of get connected with your body you get grounded in the in in your body and and whatnot and then you go to what he calls no body right to this place where you're outside of the experience of your body and you're sitting sort of your, your consciousness is sort of sitting outside of the framework of your typical day-to-day experience and i remember the first time i did this i was sitting actually over at um at a, by a lake and it was it was quite powerful how um i don't know what the word is lucid or just the how how far beyond my reality the meditation took me and and how far it took me in an experience of being with my essence without being with my body that's the part that i i'd never experienced in that way before with just prayer or reflectiveness or pondering and so it becomes kind of addicting when you when you have these experiences where you're like oh i'm still me i'm still my consciousness but i'm i'm sort of detached from all of the the chaos that is my body and my feelings and my, um, experiences of that. And so what, what, but that's not everybody's first experience. And so to me, you start out and just recognize that if you're sitting there and you're having trouble that I have that same thing too, even though I've had some really cool meditative experiences, when I first start doing meditations, my brain's on fire. There's so many things I'm thinking of. And even sometimes for two or three days, that's how it is. But come by the fourth day or fifth day, if I do 30 to 45 minutes, what happens is I've kind of, it's almost like I've processed through all the ramblings that were in my head. And so I can sit in more of the observing of the ramblings rather than the catching up or like getting caught up in so the question. ramblings. Yeah.
0: So you've had really cool experiences with meditation. Right. So what causes someone to stop?
1: Even though you have those cool yeah. experiences, well, I, I think there's well for me. I th- one, I, my personality is is like the one skill set that I do not have down is consistency. I mean, there's other things I don't have down too, but but consistency for someone with ADD is is nearly impossible. It feels like for us, um, uh, it's not an excuse, but it's just the nature of if you have some level of ADD, like your ability to be consistent with that. I to this day would tell you that if there's any one practice that I would do consistently that would have the greatest impact on my wealth, on my relationships. So
0: start meditating again, Mister Elmer.
1: Right, I know. Right. So, (laughs) but I do like, but I I consistently I I consistently inconsistently meditate. Okay, that
0: that doesn't work though.
1: No, uh, well, (laughs) you're consistently inconsistent. Well, what I'm saying to people who have ADD is you have to allow yourself the. You're never likely if you have if you live in the brain that I live in. Mm you get you have to just give yourself some grace in that you're never going to be like someone like you who will do something every single day the same exact no, way. No
0: no no, I know. Yeah. I'm just joking and saying right. if it has the biggest impact on all areas of life.
1: I'm right. It's crazy, right? That that we would not do something that would we would agree you're is you're self-sabotaging that Well, potentially and and potentially we're, you know, we're doing the best we can with life. Right? So you're you're causing people that have ADD to not want to do meditation because <laughs> people like you are going to judge them. So I'm
0: not judging them. <laughs> I'm just judging you. I just heard greatest impact on wealth, and I'm like, okay, get to it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes. You would love me to be there as quickly as possible. So you just
0: look at it as a business practice.
1: Well, I think that that's kind of the point, and that's why many life coaches, business coaches, all of my life coaches and business coaches have weave encouraged, it
0: back into your practice. And
1: I've noticed that the more consistently that I do it, the more consistently things show up. And and a lot of times it is. It, this is kind of what I wanted to talk about. Is so why is that? Why what is it that happens when you create this? And this comes from a concept that I was actually studying. When and, you
0: meditate, the things you're meditating on
1: start. Uh, it's interesting. It's not even necessarily. I'm just trying to understand what you said. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's talk about really what the end result of meditation is. The end result of meditation is the sitting in the surrender and the acceptance of nobody and no thing or nobody and nothing. And when you sit with nothing, there's an interesting, attractive nature to that. And and what's interesting is that I was listening to a guy way smarter than me that I could barely understand. You know, probably seventy percent of what he said, <laughs> but thirty percent of it I did understand. And one of the things he talked about was magnets and how magnets actually work. And and what he explained is that you know we think about magnets as being attractive in nature, that they are you know that the north pole and the south pole are attracting each other, but he said that's not actually what happens if you look at the the molecular level or, or elemental level of what is actually happening between two magnets what is happening is that the the nature of the positive and negative poles are actually evicting everything in between the two so a magnet is not actually attracting it's collapsing on itself and it it and so attraction is sort of in all reality magnetism is the nature of two things being empty between them and therefore causing an, an attractive nature. So what, what to me relates to meditation is that when we spend time in no thing or nothing, the things we do desire, the things that we do want, or even whether we even knew to desire them or not, what is best for our existence sometimes randomly up. shows up.
0: Well, that's because you've cleared space.
1: Exactly. Exactly and so so, from a, is, from a physics level, yeah, it actually proves out that meditation creates an attractiveness for those things that we long for and desire for in life, Which whether that's relational supports business our or other.
0: podcast name out of control mm-hmm. because if you're constantly kind of trying to control everything in your life, mm-hmm. you have already filled it up with what you think you need,
1: yeah yeah so so that's that's for me the argument of we all sort of want to attract the life that we want we want we want we're we're a lot i think reality is most humans are willing to work they're willing to do the work in fact we we've sort of programmed a hustle society and I, i don't think there's anything inherently wrong with with i want my kids to know how to work hard and and know how to to do what it takes but i also want them to know that it's okay if things come easy to them it's okay if if you know they don't have to work hard and they can make money um, or, or compared to the average mm-hmm. person or if they can do what they love and make money doing that. Like, It's okay if that's the case. That's not a bad thing. Sometimes we... But you know, I think that
0: means you've done work on yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah right? I think so.
0: Which I think holds a lot of value.
1: Yeah. So have you ever had the experience where meditation for you has led to any sort of attractive experience?
0: Um... I think, uh, I don't know exactly how you would describe it, but, mm-hmm. uh, I did a breath work class okay. and that is the first time mm-hmm. I've experienced like it almost was kind of out of body. Okay. Uh, but my mind was like completely clear.
1: You're not out of control. Like you're doing weird stuff, but no,
0: you're... it's all breath work. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. I can tell you the girl's name on Instagram. She does it all over, like Salt Lake County and Utah County. Okay. Um. And her name on Instagram is Hello Katie Marie. Okay.
1: And so, what's this experience uh, like?
0: So she does halotropic breath work. Okay. Which is, you know, I, I think there's. I'm. That's the only breath work class I've ever been to, mm-hmm. so I can't. Talk about any other type of breath work, even right. though I'm, there's many that so exist. So, some
1: people, when they hear the word breath work, they're like, What are you talking about? Like, so you're the, talking about yeah. breathing. So, I don't know yeah, so, how is breathing powerful. So I've been doing it my whole life. Specific I, I don't type think. of breathing. Okay.
0: Uh, it, um, I have heard people uh, say it's very close to having a spiritual experience mm-hmm. um, with the modality of uh, mushrooms. Okay. And, um, because you get to this place with the breath work where you, it's just, it's all energy. Like mm-hmm. my body was like tingling the whole time, mm-hmm. but, but my mind was nothing. Like okay. it was clear, like there was nothing mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really cool. And I remember going into the class and you get comfortable, you lay down, you bring a yoga mat, pillows, blankets, you want to be super comfortable. comfortable. So you're laying the whole time. mm mm-hmm. And she shows you how to breathe. Okay. And she has her playlists, which mm-hmm. are really good. And I think with any type of meditation or anything like that, mm-hmm. having an intention.
1: Yeah. Um, really critical, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And so then we start breathing. So this is an hour and a half class. Mm-hmm. So you are I don't know how long the breath work portion is. And at the end, you actually do a, a meditation and you do different okay. type of breath holds. Okay. Um, but you start breathing and it's all mouth breathing. Mm-hmm. And you kind of pick your own speed. Okay. But you I mean, I ended up going with the rhythm of the the music. Okay. And like the first five, ten minutes, I was like, There's no way I can breathe like this mm-hmm. for a long time. Right. My mouth is dry, it's mm-hmm. taking too much concentration. It's yeah, <laughs> it's really hard. Okay. And then at some point there's just this massive shift, mm. and you're like, I could breathe like this forever.
1: Mm. Interesting.
0: And then you're completely out of your head. Uh, I mean, you get what you put in. So if you're gonna, if you go into a meditation or a breath work or whatever, and you you're you're not afraid to look silly or to just yeah yeah do it. Um, and then you do really cool breath holds at the end where you because of that type of breathing yeah. It allows you to be able to hold your breath for a really long time, mm-hmm. which is so weird because you're like holding your breath and you're like, oh, I don't need, I don't ever need to breathe again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she takes you kind of through a little guided meditation and it was, it was really cool to see like your body. There's so much that I feel like I haven't unlocked in my own physical body. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really neat. Yeah. Her classes are $35 and at first I was like, oh, that's kind of expensive.
1: Yeah, for like a yoga class. Quote, and then unquote, afterwards,
0: yeah. I was like, oh, that was totally worth, totally worth $35. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Really cool experience. Yeah. You came home really excited. I'm excited to, to do that. I
0: want to take you. Um, there, There's no like age mm-hmm. limit. Um, but uh, I asked her, like, our oldest is 17. She was like, oh, yeah, that would be really good.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool for me. And her.
0: then my niece, when she's next time, next time she's in town this fall, mm-hmm. we're going to go do it.
1: Yeah. So I, I think that one of the things that's interesting about meditation is there does seem to be a connection, uh, all meditation, the, well, I would say most meditative practices, there is a connection to breath. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, which, which is a fascinating thing to just sit and think about a little bit about, you know, how connected breath life and the full experience of life is, you know, it's the very breath
0: is connected to the very beginning of life. Right. And, to the, very, the end. very end.
1: Right. Yeah. And so, uh, but, but it's interesting how little we've explored breath yeah. in most of our lives, or at least most of us have.
0: Yeah. I haven't ex- I explored it a whole lot. It but, until this. And, yeah. and there's
1: a couple of Joe Dispenza's meditations where he does some really like holding your breath for a long period mm-hmm. of time. I've also done some Wim Hof breathing where then you hold your breath for like, I think I'm up. I think my longest one is like. I, don't, I think I've done three minutes. I know I've done like two minutes and 45 seconds. Well, but, and that type of breathing yeah.
0: like, has allowed people to be in really cold temperatures of
1: yeah, it's,
0: air or water. Yeah. Right.
1: Which there's some whole another world of potential benefit there from cold water.
0: Right. And, and we did a breathing technique before we did the float tank yesterday.
1: Yeah. So yesterday we actually did an experience, um, which I would say was one of my favorite. Now it was... I, I think it, I could optimize it next time better than this time.
0: Yeah, I had some malfunctions in my room that yeah. made it.
1: So we went yesterday and did a, f- a float tank.
0: Yeah. I've always wanted to try it.
1: And so they pour like a ton of Epsom salt yeah. and mix it with um, room temperature water or body temperature water, yeah. I think is actually what it is. And then you, you you float. And it's interesting. I mean, I knew I'd float because you float in regular water, but you float at a different level. Than yeah. you float in regular water.
0: But they talk about the breathing technique. You breathe in for four seconds. You mm-hmm. hold it for seven. Mm-hmm. You let it out for eight. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Breath work is really interesting to yeah. me right now. and I'd like to...
1: So, what would you say about the experience of the float tanks as far as meditation I think it,
0: goes? Well, I think I could have had a better experience, but my light in my room kept coming on and off, which yeah. is a totally... Distracting. Big distractor and disruptor. But I could see how that could because you're you're in a space where you feel you feel like nothing right your body is weightless yeah. it's completely dark mm. um and so you've eliminated like outward distractions. so it's yeah. really just you with your mind yeah um
1: so so one of the things and so I'll, I'll challenge you on this um which is it's one of the interesting things pieces of meditation that i came into later on at first when i meditated i wanted like absolute silence or some sort of consistent sound Mm -hmm. and um one of the purposes the great purposes of meditation is the being with the external yeah regardless of how it shows up. And so like I remember one of the one of the early pieces that I had to work on with me with meditation was like face itches. So mm-hmm. I would be sitting in meditation and really in meditation. I mean some people would be like, "Oh, no, that's fine. If your face itches, itch it," like and then go back to your position. But I actually would would stretch myself to 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 say, "No, I'm going to be with the eye that is inside of me, the observer, and that's it." So anything external to my core sense yeah, is external, which included my body.
0: Yeah. No, I, and I totally get that because if yeah. you can truly meditate with outside external factors then you can meditate anywhere and you can bring yourself back to a sense of peace if you're experiencing.
1: Well, and here's what I found is I found that there was, there was little messaging in the external interruptions that,
0: yeah. Well, you even said you had an external interruption near the end of your.
1: Oh yeah. So I'll go back to how do I optimize my situation, but and I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't great at this yesterday. But I guess I would just chat. so so one of the so what I would say in your evolution of meditation, I think it's really good to start and just kind of just just try to get in the practice of doing the practice, whatever that looks like, three minutes, mm-hmm. ten minutes, thirty minutes, just just do it. And if you do it really poorly, thirty minutes a day, every day that's fine like just stick with it and and i would say if you can stick with it for a month at least five days a week like you're going to start to notice a difference even if it's probably three minutes right uh even if it's 10 minutes but just do something consistently five days at least five days a week um do that practice and and watch and see and journal a little bit about what you're experiencing now i do think there's something about life that requires an amount of faith so if you show up and you're doubtful that this is going to have any meaningful well, I think, value, yeah, I, think I 100% believe. you'll believe you'll attract that this is meaningless to you yeah. and that it has no impact. But
0: I think you have to believe in what you're doing.
1: Yeah. But it's interesting like so it's kind of one of, it's this weird dynamic that if you don't believe, then you'll 100% get no value, okay? But if you believe that you could get value, what's fascinating to me is that the value you get is not just equivalent to the value you hope it's like a tenfold multiplier and maybe not right off the bat but it's like a two or three and so that's the interesting about thing about faith to me is that like this pessimists and skeptics of the world can often prove themselves right but their experience of the of the world is often equivalent to exactly what they expect whereas the optimist and or the faith-driven often experiences uh, to me an exponential experience beyond what they maybe hope to even experience. I'm not saying that they don't they don't experience negative or suffering or sorrow or anything else. They they they're going to have that as also. But there there is a multiplier effect of faith. I believe in life. And so, in meditation, if you go into it with a with a belief that this could have some value. I think that adds to the potential for the for a positive experience. I think if you go in there like doubting this isn't going to work, I think you could actually prove yourself right and prove that that we're wrong and this doesn't work for you. Yeah. So, um, which is an interesting notion of life that that it would be the way it is. So, uh, in in wrapping up today, uh, my hopes are that you would sit in meditation. I'd like to talk again about meditation and maybe even a little well, maybe bit more we instructive. Do a,
2: maybe
0: we do a 30-day practice for ourselves and then we revisit
1: yeah, it. we could. Yeah. So do, are you willing to do that right now in the middle of a move?
0: You're talking to a very disciplined person. Yes,
1: I'm not as disciplined.
0: <laughs> but I mean, it. Did, I think the hardest part to anything yeah. is starting.
1: Sure. Right. Yeah.
0: Once you start it, you're like, oh, and you get a little taste. You're like, I, I can do that again tomorrow. Yeah to me is you you look at it as it's just like one day after another like you just te- you just go yeah be in the moment and do it and then don't project of like oh I got to do this like
1: yeah 20, so, 29 more days so I think what we do is let's let's talk about our format that we're going to choose okay. offline okay and then the next podcast we'll actually share what we're choosing to do for our 30 day practice. And then anybody else that wants to go on that journey with us can go on that journey with us. And then we'll collect, we'll find a way to collect experiences and see if anybody else had some value add to their life by going on a similar practice to what we did. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. So at the end of the day, uh, meditate a little and see if it uh, brings some value to their life. So, Headspace, Insight Timer, any others? The Calm is another one, I think. Okay. Yep. And Just uh,
0: instrumental music.
1: Instrumental music YouTube. can be great. Yeah, Om, the Ohm. One of my favorite is Kiri G-I-R-I. Maybe you
0: can put some links at the bottom of the Yeah,
1: I could possibly uh, share some, some places to go. And maybe one point, I mean, I have done some meditation for some other practices and programs that I've done, but um, so maybe I could find one of those and we could share that at some point in time on the podcast. And if you guys like that idea, And you could try a meditation with us. Um, But uh, uh, yeah, I think this has been a cool conversation and fun to talk about. So, oh, I totally realized what I wanted to say. If you're going to do the float tank Mm -hmm. thing, a couple things I would encourage. One, check and make sure their light system works so that you can have minimal distraction if possible. Uh, Number two, use the neck support if they give it to you. That was really valuable for me. I spent about five minutes kind of uncomfortable with my neck. and then I, I used, used it to,
0: from the beginning.
1: Yeah, super valuable, I think. Um, put your head away from, like in the opening, not the other end. That way when they turn on the jets at the end.
0: As they start their cycle of mean yeah, the water. Yeah,
1: and then pay attention to how they're going to cue you in that the time is over because I didn't pay attention to that. So the last <laughs> half of mine, I was very relaxed, except for this thought in my head that was like, I don't remember how this was. I was gonna know that this was the time was over, and so I there was a little bit of like fear that I was just gonna be in there naked, and then someone was like gonna knock at the door and be like, "Hey, your time's up!" Like, and then I was gonna have to rush to get dressed, which would have been no big deal, anyways, right? But it was it was a weird. (laughs) It's funny because you don't. I don't usually have anxiety around that stuff, but I was it. It it just distracted me from the relaxation, and also
0: like with meditation to get Mm -hmm. a full experience. Um they they recommend doing float tanks more than once, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and I and so I would I would love I, to I I wanna it again. do
0: it again. Um yeah. I don't think I'd go back to the place we went to. Yeah.
1: Maybe we can find a float tank sponsor that wants to sponsor the But I, I do want to try it again. Yeah.
0: I'd like to try it a couple times more. So and... We're not going
1: to mention the one we went to since it was an okay experience, but maybe we can work with them on getting a better experience and then we can talk about uh, them sponsoring the podcast and we That'd can be get fun. free floats.
2: Woo-hoo.
1: All right. Well, guys, this has uh, been another podcast with the out of control host, Matthew and Molly. And we hope you enjoyed this. And what is your meditative practice? Uh, share with us in the review section. Uh, let us know if you like the content and if you've ever thought about or tried uh, successfully or unsuccessfully uh, uh, meditating. You can also find us on Instagram at Streaming Freedom. There's no G in that, Streaming. And uh, Molly there is probably going to post something on this so you can reply to this and let us know if, they, if you meditate. So uh, stay in contact, stay in connection. and Leave a review. Leave a review, please. We really could use those. We appreciate mm-hmm. it.
0: Until next time.
1: All right. Sayonara.